Shalom to all. Today's office is Babakam Dafnun. Hey, we are starting Nun Dalar Amad Bays, about two lines up from the bottom with the words Shalom Chanina ben Agil. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basri Yaakov Moshe, Hernes, Shama Shahavan Aliyah, El Ilu Nishmas, Mars Fredichai Bela, Basri Yitzchak Tzvi. Her neshama should have an aliyah. Now, yesterday we had mentioned the Dibris, Rishonis, and Dibris Shinyos. The first and second times that Sarah's had Dibris are mentioned in the Torah. One in Parshas Yisrael, the other time in Parshas Vaschanan. And today we're going to continue talking about the Dibris, Rishonis, and Shinyos, but this time in the context of the actual Luchas, Rishonis, and Shinyos. So the Gemara says, Shal Rabchanin ben Agil, Rabchanin ben Abba, Rabchanin ben Agil, Ask Rabchanin ben Abba. But today about the Dibris, Rishonis, Lonei Rabbahem Taiv. Why is it that in Dibris, Rishonis, it doesn't say the word Taiv, Ubi Dibris Hachroinos, but in the second set of Dibris, Nun Hamad Aleph, now Rabbahem Taiv. It says the word Taiv. We know that in Parshas Vaschanan, it talks about Kibbutz Aim. It says Laman Yitav Lach Yitav is Lashon of Tov. Some he responded Ashat Hashayeleni Lama Nemar Behem Tov. Before you ask me why it says Tov in the second Dibros, shall only one of you ask me Im Nemar Behem Tov Im Lav. Whether or not it even says the word Tov. Sheni Adam Nemar Behem Tov Im Lav. I don't know if it says the word Tov or not. And the Mepharshim grapple with exactly where Rav Abba was responding because of course Rav Abba knows that it does say the word Tov. However, Rav Abba continued and he said Klach Itzor Rav Tanchum Bar Chaniloi. Why don't you go to Rav Tanchum Bar Chaniloi? Shayu Ragel Itzor Rav Shua Ben Levi. He's accustomed to being by Rav Ben Levi, he's an expert in Agada. So also like Abay, he went to Rav Tanchum Bar Chanilai, and Amrle, he told him, shamati. I didn't hear anything from Rav Ben Levi about this. Ella, this was Shmuel Bar Nachum told me. And who's the Shmuel Bar Nachum? He's the brother of the mother of Rav Acha Chanina, meaning his Rav Acha Chanina's uncle. And Amrle, some say he was Avi that he was the grandfather of Rav Acha Chanina. And what's the answer? Since the first set of Luchas was going to be broken, that's why it doesn't say the word Taiv over there. Who cares if they're going to end up being broken? We shouldn't have the word Taiv there? So Ravashi Rashi answers, Chas Roshalom, Pasko Taiv Mishrael. Chas Roshalom is going to imply that Taiva, goodness, is going to stop from Am Yisrael if the Luchas Rishonis that have the word Taiv in them are broken. So if the word Taiv is only by the Luchas Shniyas. And we continue, Amr Rishu Rishu says, If a person sees the letter Tes in a dream, Simen Yafeloi, this is a good sign for him. Asking him my time, why is that? Because the word Taiv has the letter Tes in it. Well, Emma, why didn't I say that his dream is not referring to the word Taiv? Perhaps it's referring to the following. And I'm going to sweep it with the broom of destruction. So maybe that's what the test is referring to in his dream. So Mar says, no, Chad test, Karminin. We're talking about where he saw the letter test just once. And Metatesia has a letter test twice. Maybe the letter test in his dream is referring to this Pasuk that means Tom is on her M's, which is also negative. So Mar says, no, test base, Karminin. We're talking about where he saw two letters in his dream, a test and a base, and that's referring to the word Tav. Asking Mar Ema, why didn't I say that Tavubar Shaurel? It's referring to this Pasuk, which means her gates have sunk into the earth, which is also negative, and the word Tavu has a test and a base. So we have a different answer why seeing the letter test in a dream is good. It's because the first time the letter test appears in the Torah, it's in junction with a good word. Because from the beginning of Breshis, until the Pasuk says, like Siv Tes, it doesn't have the letter test. And that means the first time we have the letter test, it's said in the word Tav. So therefore, the test that he saw in his dream refers to this word Tav. And if says, if a person sees the word Hespid in his dream, that's a good thing, and it means that Chasu they had Rachmanis, they had mercy on him in Shemaim, Uhu, and they redeemed him. And that's because the word Hesped is a conjunction of these two words, Chas, Pad, the hay is exchangeable for a Ches, and so therefore it's a good sign. And the clarification of this is this is only if he saw the word written, not if he saw an actual Hesped taking place in his dream, then that's not a good sign. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, we said, then we mentioned Behemoth in regards to these things mentioned in our Mishnah, Chais and are including this as well. And now we're going to be discussing Kalayim, forbidden mixtures of animals. So Rabbi Shlakish says, Kanchan Rabbi over here,
Meir Rebbe taught, Tarnagal Tavas Upasyayne, chickens, peacocks, and partridges, Kalim Zamazet, they're Kalim with each other. Ask Mar Pshita, that's obvious. Why shouldn't they be Kalim with each other? It's three different meaning. So Amar Chavivah, he answers, Mishum Durav Bahadi Adadi, that's because they live together. Maudetema, one might have thought, Menchadhu, it's considered like one min, because they all live together in perfect harmony. Kamashmal, the Chedesh is that no, they're considered like three separate minim. And Amar Shmuel Shmuel says, Avaz Ba'avaz Habar, a domesticated goose and a wild goose, Kalim Zamazet, they're Kalim with each other. However, Maskavar Rav Bar Avchan, he asked, My time, why is that? Elam, if you want to say it's because this one has a long beak and this one has a short beak and that makes them two different meaning. Well, Elmeat, if that's really so, Gamla Parsa Vagamla Taya, a Persian camel and an Arabian camel, the high Olim Kue, Vahai Katin Kue, this one has a thick neck and this one has a thin neck. Hachinam to have a climb Zabazet. Do you want to say that means that they're climbing with each other? We know that they're not. So Elam Rabbi Abai says definitely. The reason why a regular domesticated goose and a wild goose are climbing with each other is because Zebates of Mechot, Vizebates of Mifnim. These male geese are different. One has his testicles outside, one has his testicles inside. Whereas our Papa Amr, he answers differently. This one, the female lays only one egg at a time, whereas this other one, the female lays multiple eggs at a time. And one who mates two different minim that live in the sea, he gets malchus for that. My time away is that. So Amar Vadrav Mishmed Ula, he answers, from Yabasha. In regards to all the animals and aquatic creatures being created, it says the word lemineu. So we compare land animals and sea animals. And by Rachav Rachav asks following question. Let's say someone leads his wagon with a goat walking on dry land and with shibuta fish swimming in the water. So let's say he's on the banks of the river or in the ocean and he hitches a goat to his load and he has this fish swimming next to him and he hitches the fish to his load as well. Is that considered kalayim? Do we say, Since a goat doesn't go into the sea and this fish doesn't come up onto dry land, like Klom Avid, he didn't do anything wrong because these two minim can never be together. I don't know, perhaps, right now he is leading them together so that's an Isra of Kilayim. However, Maskala Ravina, Ravina asked on this question of ours, El Me'ato, if that's really so, Let's say he put a kernel of wheat and barley in his hand, and he planted the wheat kernel in Eretz Yisrael and the barley kernel in Chutz Aretz, meaning he planted them on the border right next to each other. Are we going to say that he's Chayiv? We know that he wouldn't be Chayiv for that because one's in Eretz Yisrael and one's in Chutz Aretz. And so it should be the same thing here with the goat on the dry land and the Shibut in the water. So I mean, they said, Is that really so? Could you compare them? Hasam Eretz over there, in regards to the wheat and barley kernels, Eretz Yisrael is a place where one is chai for planting kalayim, whereas a chutzal Eretz, one is not chai for planting kalayim. And so, therefore, even if these two minim were planted together in chutzal Eretz, he wouldn't be chayiv. So, of course, he's not chayiv when one's planted in chutzal Eretz and one's in Eretz Yisrael. But over here, each one has their own chayiv. As we know, one's not allowed to make different minim on dry land, and one's not allowed to make different minim in the water. So, therefore, the question is still valid. I wouldn't have an answer to it. finishing the fifth just like we were going to finish this back together, we should be going to finish the entire Masech together, and of course, all of Shas together. And we've gone to know how base on top of the brand new parak. Someone who brought sign, which is his flock, either sheep or goats, into the deer, which is the pen, and he closed it up, meaning he closed the door or the gate properly, and everything's okay. But then, it went out and it damaged somehow. Potter, he's Potter for that, because he did what he was supposed to, and it's not his fault that somehow it got out. But if he didn't close it properly, and it went out and it damaged, so he's chai for that. Nifrit let's say somehow this enclosure broke down in the middle of the night, Aisha Bartsua list him, or thieves broke it and knocked it down, Vyatsa Vizika, and it went out undamaged, Potter, so the owner's Potter. Haitsiwa list him, let's say these thieves took out this goat or sheep and then it damaged, so list him chayavin. The robbers are chai for that. Now let's say he closed the door properly, but he nichabachama, he left this animal out in the sun, and since it's in the sun, it's uncomfortable, and it's going to go above and beyond to try to get out of this enclosure, Aisha Mazal Kharshad Vakatan, or he gave it over to a Kharshad Rakatan to watch, Vyatsa Vizika. 
Kafka and then it went out and damaged Chayev. So he's Chayev for that. Now let's say Masr Raya, he gave it over to a shepherd, Nechnas Raya Tachtov. So the shepherd's in place of him and if it damages, then the Raya is Chayev. Now let's say Nafal Lagina Venenis. This animal of his fell into a garden and it derived some sort of benefit. Either it derived benefit because it fell onto the things that are growing there and that cushioned its fall so it didn't get hurt. Or maybe after it fell, it decided to start munching because it saw some food right there. So in this case, Mishlamis Mashanenis, the owner only pays the benefit that it received and he doesn't have to pay for the damage. However, Yarda Kedarka Vizika, if this animal wandered its way into the field, it went like regular and damaged over there, Mishlamis Mashizika, so then the owner has to pay for the damage, which is more than just regular benefit. So now the Mishnah asks, Ketz Mishlamis Mashizika, how does the owner pay for what it damaged? So Shaman Beisah Ba'isa we evaluate a Beisah worth of land in this field, how much it was worth before the animal ate the vegetables here, and how much it's worth now, afterwards. And the finish over here is that he doesn't pay for the value of the vegetables eaten, which is much higher. He only pays for the difference in value that his patch of land is worth while it still had the vegetables versus after they were eaten by the animal. However, Reb Shimon and Reb Shimon says, if the animal ate fully ripened produce, so then Mishlam is Peres Gemurim. The owner has to pay for this fully ripened produce. If the animal ate a saw's worth, so he has to pay for a saw worth of vegetables. And if it ate two saw, so the owner has to pay for two saw. And the Gemara begins by talking about the first part of the Mishnah. What does that mean he closed the fence karoi properly? Or does that mean shaloi karoi not properly? So the answer is del If the door and the fence for that matter is something that could withstand a regular standard wind, that's considered karoi a proper closure. However, if this door is not able to withstand a regular wind, so karoi, that's considered not karoi. Now we've learned previously in the Masechta that when he closed it in the proper way, karoi, that's called a shmir pchusa. Now Omar of Mani Barpatish, Mani Barpatish says, Mantana mua pchusa. So who's the ton of our Mishnah that holds it when a mua damages? It's enough to watch it just with a Shmir Pchusa and the owner's not high for that. Now let's just pause over here and explain that the reason why we're talking about a muad is because the damage that happened over here was Shane Regal. Either the animal trampled on something or ate something and this type of damage the animal's always considered a muad in. So who's the ton of the holds that when a muad damage happens it's enough that the owner watched it a Shmir Pchusa and he's going to be putter? Rabbi Yudhi, it's Rabbi Yudhi. And we've had this previously. The non of Mishnah, Kosherol of Maisera, Vanol of Karoi. If the owner tied it up or he closed the door properly, Somehow went out and damaged. Whether this animal was a tam or a muad, the owner's chayiv. They were of Mary's opinion. Whereas Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, Tam chayiv, muad putter. If it was a tam, he's chayiv, but if it was a muad, he's putter. And how do we know this shenemer? Because the Puzzle says, The owner didn't watch it, and that's why the owner would be chayiv. However, Rashomer Huzeh, this one was considered watched because he closed the door karaoi properly, and therefore the owner's putter. Whereas Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Lezer says, The only shmir it has is the knife. He has to shecht it. So we see the Armish as Rabbi Huda. Now the Gemara says, I feel Tim Rameyer. You could even say that Aramish is Rameyer. And why is that? Because Shani Shane Varegel, the damages of Shane and Regal are different. The Torah reduced the Shmir required to prevent an animal from doing Shane and Regal. And even according to Rameyer, as long as a person watches animal Shmir Pchusa, if it somehow got out and did a damage of Shane and Regal, he's Potter for that. Now, how do we know this? Dharma Blazer, Blazer says, and some say it was taught in Nebraska. There are four things that the Torah reduced the required Shmir of them. These are them. Bar, Vaish, Shane Viragel. Bar, how do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, If a person opened a pit or dug a pit, and when he didn't cover it, and then something fell inside, so he's high for that. But what do we learn from here? Potter. If he did cover it, he's Potter. And even though covering it is considered a Shmir Pchusa, because technically the best Shmir of the pit is to fill it back up, still we see if he does a Shmir Pchusa by covering it, and somehow something got damaged, he's Potter for that. So that's considered a reduced requirement in Shmira.
Aish, what about fire? Tachsibka says in the Pasuk, Shalom Yishalom HaMavir Sabe'era, the one who lit the fire shall pay. And what do we learn from here? Ad-Ovid Ke'en Mavir, the only time he's high for his fire damaging is if he lit it and he didn't watch it at all, he was a Paishaya. Mavir is like lighting it on purpose to go burn something. But if he lit it regular and he was watching it, even a Shmir Pchusa, and somehow the fire went out and damaged, he's not high for that. Shane, what about that? Tachsibka says, says, Ubir Acher. And what do we learn from here? Ad-Ovid Ke'en Ubir, it has to be that the owner did like a Ubir, which would be doing a Hezek Biyadayim, such as bring his animal into somebody else's field and feeding this animal from the other person's produce. But if you wash it like regular and somehow the animal got out on his own, so there's a patur over there. And Ragel, the chesib says the Pasuk, Vishilach, and he sent Adovid Kane Vishilach. The only way he's is if he does a Vishilach, he sends it out to go damage, but if he was watching in a Shmir Pchusa and it somehow got on its own, so then he'd be potter for that. Now we just explain how we know these words, Ubir and Vishilach, are referring to Regel and Shane. Every time you have a Bryce of Vishilach, Zah Regel, that's referring to Regel, Vcheno Omer, it says in the Pasuk, Meshalche Regel, Hashar Vachamor, and Ubir Zah Shane, Bir is Shane, Vcheno Omer, it says in the Pasuk, Kasher Yivair Hagol, Atumai, and Gol over here refers to teeth, and when teeth eat, they do it Atumai all the way till the end. Now just a conclusion of this, Taima, the Avikain Vishilach Ubir. The reason why he would be Chayv if he doesn't like Vishilach Ubir. But if he didn't do it like that because he washed a shmir pchusa, he closed the door karai and somehow got out on its own, lie, he wouldn't be chai for that. And again, this is also she to serve mayor. And Omar Abba Rabba says, Our mission is also medoic like this. Diktani, what does our mission say? Sign. It's talking about a sheep or goat. Michti, let's see. Bishar kaskin vasi. Up until now, the previous 54 blad of the Misechta, we've been talking about shar, nisni shar. Why doesn't our mission say shar? It should say hakainas shar ladir. Why does our mission specifically say sign? Isn't it because, as we just on this brisa previously, the entire reduced the required shmira? We know there's no karen damage by tzayin, and there's only shein and regel. But kamashmon, we learn from here, the shein regel, the muad and hu shmamina, that shein and regel are muad, and even in regards to this muad damage, still a shmir pchusa is sufficient, and we don't need anything more than that. We're gonna stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with cases that are similar to our mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.